0: Hello and welcome to episode 139 of the Sustainable-ish podcast. It is fabulous to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. Today we are talking all things travel and specifically all things eco-travel with Georgina Wilson-Powell. Georgina is a former travel editor and the founder of Pebble Magazine, which some of you might be familiar with, an online magazine and platform for all things stylish and sustainable living. Georgina's new book explores train travel in and around Europe. And I have to say, I absolutely love it. And no, she didn't pay me to say that. <laughs> travel, certainly international travel, feels pretty synonymous with flying and the associated hefty carbon footprint that comes with that. And as COVID restrictions ease and borders open up again, many of us are understandably desperate to escape the unpredictability of the British weather and experience some sunnier climes. Now, having resigned myself to somewhat uh, damp summer holidays in our caravan in an effort to reduce our carbon footprint It was really brilliant to chat to Georgina about all the amazing adventures on our doorstep, travelling both within the UK and around Europe via train. And after reading the book and after our podcast chat, I'm actually getting really excited with the thought of planning a European train adventure with the kids next summer one where the travel becomes part of the holiday and one that enables us to really see the countryside that we're passing through and to soak up more of the culture of different countries. So have a listen and please do let me know if it leaves you also feeling excited and inspired about opportunities for lower carbon travel. As ever, please do drop me an email on jen at sustainableish.co.uk or tag me, I'm at sustainableish on all the various social media channels enjoy. Welcome Georgina, welcome back I should say because this is your second appearance I think on the podcast. It is, uh, I I feel like an honoured guest. (laughs) You will always be an honoured guest. (laughs) Um, So for those people who don't know you can you just introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name is Georgina Wilson Howell. I'm the founder of Pebble Magazine, um, which is all about sustainable living. And then I'm an author of a couple of books. So Is It Really Green, which came out a couple of years ago, and uh, the Eco Conscious Travel Guide.
0: Yeah, which is what we're going to talk about today. It's. Um, I was so excited to to get a copy to be. I was lucky to be sent a copy by your publishers and to get a copy last week. And I said to you before we hit record, like you kept this one really quiet. I didn't even know you were writing this one, but it's been a weird journey feels like a pun and a cliche all in one but it's been a really weird journey for this book hasn't it
1: yeah it was a really w- weird thing from start to finish because they they um, approached me harper collins approached me uh just at the end of 2019 i think and we talked about it we planned it planned for it, it was going to sort of encompass and i was all set to kind of like head off in 2020 because you used to be it. a travel journalist didn't you yeah, so I used to be a travel editor um, and I've run lots of travel magazines and I've sort of specialised in quite a lot of sustainable travel before uh-huh. travel, um, and they knew that I love train travel and things like that. So, you know, it felt like a really lovely ask uh-huh. to be able to do a sort of travel guide, especially one that fits in with sort of, you know, sustainable living and, and uh-huh. sort of my, my passion for what we do now. Um, so yeah, we were all set to kind of spend the summer of 2020 basically living on trains oh, um, in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously that did not happen. Mm. So it was a kind of uh, difficult book to put together, but pulling on all of the places that I'd been over the years, um, various different train routes I'd done, various different train routes friends had done, mm. um, pulling on other sort of travel journalists and their sort of, um, their experience, and then really trying to work out the best ways to get people from A to B to to also focus on the places across Europe that perhaps you haven't considered before or you wouldn't have a reason to go there. So just to give sort of um, listeners a a little bit of an overview, the book book split into 30 journeys um, of of various different sizes and lengths uh, and durations across Europe and the UK. And originally the publisher wanted them all to be Loops oh wow yeah Which sounds brilliant until you go well that doesn't work in Sweden and that doesn't really work right. in Spain and it doesn't work in Portugal because that's not the way their systems are set up oh, okay they physically aren't the tracks yeah so we've a lot of them are loops and you can you can start and finish at any point and you can take three days or three months yes. to do these journeys but other ones are you know straight lines up and down coasts and mm. things like that. so yeah it was a definite learning curve for me and the publisher to kind of work within the train systems yes
0: yeah and so actually was this book because you mentioned um your other book is it really green and in my head that's the first book was it the first book or did you write did this one the proposal for this one come about first
1: uh this was the second book oh okay it was always um, the second book is it really green was the first book but that was also delayed by nearly nine months Mm. Uh, of covid so they were due to come out two years apart and right then up and yeah yeah just, yeah yeah so this this new train one come came out last week
0: yes it is and and it's a beautiful book and I was like showing it to myself, look look because in my head I think I think I've kind of reconciled myself I don't know about the rest of the family to not flying or this is this is my maybe going to sound a bit frivolous given everything else that's going on in the world but there is a kind of a certain almost grieving process to like well I really wanted to take my kids to Australia and probably now we won't and you know uh, places that you will have to fly to um but I think I kind of went the other way and went well you know then we need to holiday in the UK whereas actually this just opens up a whole new world almost doesn't it the idea that that we can still travel we can still travel internationally we can still have amazing experiences in in relatively far-flung places without the carbon impact that comes with
1: air travel absolutely and I think there's there's a few things there I think you know Europe is is such a continent of, of diverse landscape mm. of totally different um, experiences and I think over the last few years we've we've sort of we've almost reduced it down to like those bucket list things of like flying into a city for like a long weekend yeah Amsterdam or it's Bruges or it's yes. Venice, um and it's just a quick hop and then you're back yeah and actually what we're missing then are all the glorious rambling landscapes across Slovenia or Bulgaria yeah or, you know outskirts of Croatia and you know I think we've we we sort of lost that wilderness. Mm. I sort of lost that you know. At one point, it was basically an extension of like Gatwick Airport. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were you were in Valencia before you you know you could even mm. eat your crisps on the plane. Kind yes. of thing. So I think hopefully what this book does is sort of reintroduce the the variety that is in Europe and the fact that actually it's a huge continent. There's so much to discover, mm-hmm. you know, and so many different ways to appreciate the, the nature and the, the landscapes, but also the cities that honestly half us haven't probably even heard of. Yes. You know, there's so much more there than the capital cities. And this was another reason why I was really passionate to do the book because for me as an ex-travel editor, you know, I feel, I feel quite strongly about over-tourism over and mm. the negative impact that we often see with tourism, whereas... Actually, there is a really positive impact if we can do it in a more sustainable way mm. and if we spread ourselves out across the continent and yes. visit those cities that you know probably don't have a big tourism budget, but actually offer a, a fantastic um, experience and a fantastic getaway um, and a much more authentic experience of yeah. the Paris and the Berlins of this world. So for me, it was it was a it was a chance to shout about those places that you know you you might not have thought about going on holiday. Yes yeah
0: like I want to w- obviously you know want to talk about all the different exciting journeys and all those sorts of things that we can do but let's kind of address the elephants in the room to start with that train travel is less convenient a lot of the time than uh, flying, can be more expensive, will take longer, you know we're used to this very cheap, very readily, easily available flying that gets us from A to B exactly where we want to be. You know, we just go on one website and book it. Whereas I don't, one of the things I want to ask you is, you know, how, where do we go to, to even book all these things? I wouldn't even know, but um, it's, it's kind of that unknown and less convenient, I guess, isn't it?
1: There's some, there's some bits of it. I I, I do agree. Like the European booking needs to get a lot better. There are a couple of websites that offer better booking experiences. And I think more of that is coming through. Um, There's a new train system starting, I think hopefully at the end of this year, which will offer long haul overnight trains um, from a kind of, and they feel a bit like a kind of quirky budget hotel,
0: Is that the one um, I saw? Man in seat sixty-one do one somewhere that was quite a cheap. Was that up to up to Glasgow? That might have been. That
1: was a that one would have been up to Glasgow. But this is a new brand coming in, and they're going to be based in the on the continent. But they'll be running, I think, um, from like Scotland right through to like the south of France and places. They they basically emulate cheap cheap flights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Overnight on on trains and put that kind of like sleeper train back into use, especially at a budget a budget. I do think the more people use uh train systems and train holidays, things will start to change, things will, things will get easier. There are, I know there are some apps in development that that could make like across Europe booking a lot easier. And also I think we kind of have this idea. Unfortunately, in the UK, train travel is very expensive, it's annoying, things get cancelled. You know, we don't have a great experience when we travel on trains, I think, in this country. But the opposite is kind of true. Um, in so many European countries, you know, the trains are cheap, they are convenient, they are always running. Um, you know, like they are the, the the preferable mode of transport. And I think, especially if you want to explore more of a country than just the capital city, then this, if this feels like the way to do it and the way to do it where you can have your, your green halo shining and you can take a bit more time and actually you don't have to do all the driving, you know, planes are great for one, you know, for convenience, but they were not hassle free. And I think after a couple of years of not flying, I think, you know, a lot of us are sort of dreading going back to the airport in a way in that kind of like security and all the time it takes and the faff. And, you know, if you've got a cheap flight, the airports probably aren't in where you're actually going. So uh, yeah, there's, there's pros and cons for, for both, obviously, but I, I feel like there's a lot of undiscovered prose with the train yeah and eco
0: wise I mean I was talking to someone the other day and and I mean this might be different again on the continent but he was saying we live in um little market town kind of between um Bath and Salisbury and he said oh you know wants to go into Bath um with the family there's five of us we thought let's be really eco and we'll take the train into Bath and actually when he um sort of looked into it that you know a, a dirty diesel doing a short whether well, I think it's about half an hour into Bath on the train actually would would have worked out worse than them driving the car like is is that played out elsewhere or is that just a weird anomaly?
1: I think that to me sounds like a weird anomaly um also when it's not really the same comparison especially when you're looking at um a lot of european train stock are all electric so yeah. we're, we're lagging behind in terms of like electrifying all of our railways um and also we're talking about long distances yeah yeah
0: yeah that you would be flying otherwise
1: yeah i mean a lot of the routes are taking you into several different countries they're they're moving you you know right across the country mm. so i think from the from the long distance point yeah. of view there, there isn't anything that could that could come close unless you're in an electric car mm. which again you've then got that range anxiety and um you know I've only even taken electric car in this country I don't think I've ever driven one in no no in Switzerland but not not far yes yeah 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 <laughs> I think from like peace of mind and, and lack of hassle then than a long distance electric train is, yeah. is pretty much a best bet
0: train travel is so much more relaxing than Driving, isn't it? You know, and people um have said to me, Oh, you know, that's all very well, but what about when you've got kids? But actually, train travel with kids, because you, you know, you can book a table, you can get the snacks out, you can get the games out, you can, you know, you've got space to um and you know, look out the window and as you say, see that countryside go past and things. But it it's a different mindset, I think, isn't it? It's trying to, and again, this is a bit of a cliche, but trying to see the journey as part of the holiday rather than it you know the holiday starts when we reach our destination
1: and I think I'm not alone in like as an adult loving being on a train mm. I do my best thinking on a train yeah. like I love working on a train yes. my business partner always says if we want him to do anything all we need to do is book him a long train journey <laughs> the time yeah. he gets there because it's just you're in the zone and I think from a from a kid's point of view a, there's you know, as, as Switzerland especially has so many activities for kids on trains. There's oh even, wow, really? It's even like jungle gym. Oh amazing! Yeah, their trains, like there's loads of loads of really cool stuff that that they cater to. Um, but I also think you know that's your time as a family. And um, mm. on a train, it isn't the two adults up front. Yes. Stressed about getting lost or shouting at sat nav or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. I think you know that's your time to then spend with your kids mm. um, and you know engaging them and talking to them and or giving them an ipad or giving them an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so works. yeah the, the journey being part of the holiday mm. i think is something you know it feels like a privilege to be able to travel again and i think yes. rushing all the time and and trying to squeeze all these different holidays into very small time time slots i, th- I think perhaps that's what something we do need to move away from and actually enjoying the time just away and, and experiencing all these different things is, is part of the holiday yeah
0: so I was a little bit disappointed to hear that you didn't actually get to personally do each one of these journeys because that would have just been
1: I mean that was the plan yeah uh, definitely but yeah you can blame uh covid for all of all of On the, so many things yeah so right you said there's 30 I'm just
0: leafing through now to try and find the the thing I like the fact that you had some kind of UK ones in there as well and because I was looking like I said we're not far from Bath and one of the routes is London to Bath to Bristol to Cardiff I think isn't it and it's the Easter holidays coming up and I was like well we can start in Bath and go Bristol and Cardiff and you know back it all we can go the other way and down to London Um, so I like that and then you've got a little circular loop round Scotland as well haven't you?
1: Yeah, so Scotland one's really beautiful. It sort of follows the northeast coast um, up and round, and then kind of goes over towards the sort of the islands on the west coast. Um, I mean, Scotland's a great example. Mm. But you might not want to drive for eight hours every day round Scottish windy roads. Yeah, you know, but you you might want to sit and look at the beautiful locks and the the, the scenery. Yeah, obviously, it was important to to include the UK and also for all of the European ones most of them start you know you just tack on the Eurostar yes to get to them but we didn't want to start them all with like get on the Eurostar so all of the other loops you can kind of start and finish wherever you want to or add add on knowing but what I wanted to show was that you know you can you can think about the train from a kind of quite close-knit loop in, inside one country or, or crossing the whole continent. Yeah. But yeah, that that one, so London to, to Cardiff is a great one because also it's not... I mean, you people do the London to Cardiff, What it's three hours or four yeah, hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not... You're not there for a long time, but there's so many places to see along the way. Yes. And have you
0: ever done the sleeper train up to Scotland? It's something I, I really want to do, but I've never...
1: Yeah, I have done a few times. I think they've actually revamped it since I did it because... I've had like brilliant experiences and then quite uncomfortable ones. Oh, no, really? Um, but the thing I like, or what I used to like about it the best is like you arrive in Edinburgh for like 7 a.m. And it was mm. actually the first holiday I did with my partner when we got together. And it was Christmas and we arrived. Oh, in no. and It was actually a really crisp winter morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, wandering around Edinburgh before the other tourists were up and awake. And you're, you're kind of yeah completely transported.
0: Yeah and again it, it kind of it feels expensive but then actually when you think well that's a night's accommodation i'm not having to pay for it's yeah. it, you kind of need to have that little shift in mindset as well don't you? especially if you're doing an overnight well i'm not having to pay for have you did you ever watch um oh race around the world no
1: i haven't seen that
0: oh god it was brilliant and i would recommend everyone to see if you can find it but they had the, the first series, the, the challenge was to get from London, I think, to Singapore, overland. And it was a race. They had to get there quickest. And I said to my husband, oh, I would love to do this, but take a year to do it. Do you know what I mean? And really get a chance to explore those places um, as you were going. But yeah, it
1: was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, my um the story I loved the most when I was growing up was like around the world in 80 days. Yes, so, yeah. <laughs> figure out how to get there and get go over. And I think, you know, trains do feel like an adventure still. Mm, yes, so, it's, it's open for for you to change the route and you can mm. you know going back to the sort of the the talk about planes you know you, you know where you, sounds like you're going when you get on the plane mm. and, you know you've got your flight booked back but when you've kind of if you've booked a family pass or you've got a country pass on the train you have opportunities to kind of deviate and kind of go and try something else so can you do that you can buy a pass that would get you around the whole of a country yeah, so there are countries where you can buy passes that will get you around the whole country for like 7 14 days 28 days wow. family passes switzerland again is, is especially good for this and germany as well then there's sort of interrailing where you've got mm. you know you can do so many um countries over over so long and i think a lot of us grew up with interrailing as yes. a kind of thing but actually there's no age limit to inter-railing. so you can get almost a family version of that to to do as a family a family version for that it all kind of opens up a bit once you're on the continent yes um I think it's just there are so many more countries that are just set up for family travel Mm. so the Netherlands is another country where it's just it's just a lot easier you can take your bikes
0: so when you do um Holland have you can you get the train there or you can get the ferry can't you
1: you can get the ferry. Um, I take the train. So before COVID, I was going to Amsterdam quite a lot for work and you can get the Eurostar to Amsterdam. It only takes four hours. Oh, wow. And you can take your bike on the Eurostar, can you? You can take your bike on the Eurostar. Um, you swap in uh, Brussels. Yeah. So you breakfast in Brussels, oh, nice. you have a nice breakfast yeah. and you end up in uh, Amsterdam Central um, like four hours later and obviously you're in, you're then in Amsterdam. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You've not got to get an t-
1: airport transfer or anything or like anything. that. Yeah. And then Amsterdam's also so well connected, Um, you know, for, again across the Netherlands, but also into Germany and, and mm. Denmark and things. So that's a really good hub. Uh, Brussels is a really good hub um place yeah a lot of german sort of train stations are, are really good hubs for accessing mm. europe um there's a lot of, sort of switzerland and italy and austria in the book because of just at the top of italy and then when switzerland and, and austria sit they're just very central because you've got a ski one in here haven't you or did i just make that up? yeah there's a few ski ones so again this was easier when eurostar did a ski train which they've put on hold at the moment
0: Oh, did they? Well, so it just had extra, extra luggage space or
1: something, did it? Or so it's an overnight train that you used to be able to get from uh, Saint Pancras right down through to the south of France to like the Alps and all the ski resorts. Wow! It, it was a specific train that would go to all the ski resorts. So that unfortunately has been has been paused for the moment. But there are, um, especially Austria and Switzerland, there are specific trains you can get that service uh some of the ski resorts mm. so again just taking the impact of what you want to do down a notch yes yeah because i'm um you know it's it's
0: coming up for the easter holidays as we're recording this and you know i, I there are a few people i know and like oh yeah we're going skiing and i'm just like wincing inside like are you um but if you you know drive or fly i guess then and or get the train, not fly sorry you know there are lots of alternatives. i mean i remember um was lucky enough to go skiing in secondary school with school and you know it was like we got the coach we went all, all piled on a coach and went for 24 hours i mean poor teachers can you imagine 24 hours with grotty adolescents? but um yeah so it is it is doable isn't it but it's just become so
1: um again i think people want to go for a long weekend and then you know the coach yeah, yeah, work. Yeah. but like the i'm trying to remember the name of it, and it is the alpen express so in austria um it but you know it just connects all of the Austrian mm. cities. so once you're there you yes one hop off you know I think even the the train has a kind of bar carriage or a kind of like proper little club carriage yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you know it's part again part of the experience yes yeah and so
0: if um I mean you sort of said oh maybe we need to get out of this um, sort of cultural mindset of these sort of short city breaks and things like that but obviously a lot of us are constrained by the, the amount of holiday days that we've got and all that sort of thing so if you've just got a week is it feasible to you know are you sort of you feel like you're losing and again it's the wrong mindset two days of your holiday and traveling to get wherever you're going
1: Yes and no. I, I think you know. Once you're on the sort of TGV out of Paris, it's so quick. You can get right. to the south of France in like six or seven hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, to be honest, by the time you've driven to an airport, done all the airport yes, stuff, yeah, 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 not far off. So I think if you're if you're sort of if you've got a week, then looking at um, you can probably you can be in Switzerland in sort of twelve hours or so. Mm. And then, you know, Switzerland isn't huge and it's very well connected. So that's a really good option. I think getting down to the south of France is super easy. So looking Mm. at Toulouse, Bordeaux, uh, Marseille, you know, amazingly huge different culture, even just between those three cities Mm. and not trying to do too much. Um, but also from Bordeaux, you can get across really easily into like the north of Spain. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going across to San Sebastian and things like that is a really, you know, lovely few days. Yeah. Or sticking with sort of Germany and Holland. Yeah, as you said, if you said you can get to Amsterdam in like four hours or something, then yeah. Amsterdam that's, in four hours. Yeah. Um, it's super, super easy from um, Brussels to get in, you know, go move across to Germany. And then again, you've just got an amazingly efficient network um of sort of secondary cities where you Mm. can have a fantastic few days and feel like you've you've properly had a break yeah without feeling like you've done too much
0: yeah and so like logistically you know if I say oh it sounds great if you can go and get one of these country passes because then it almost feels like a hop on hop off and I'm not having to worry about logging on to different websites that are in French that I don't really understand and I've ended up buying a ticket to somewhere else like is there a I mean, obviously, like, you can use Google Translate and things like that. But um, is, is that an issue of kind of, you know, just a, for people who've got their pigeon GCSE French, um, you know, and not a lot else? Are there sort of um, language barriers and things?
1: I think if you're sticking with the kind of um, the more Western Europe approach, I don't think not really anymore, especially at train stations. Most right. people speak, you know, conversational English. Right. Like, English, in your Isn't that
0: so ignorant of me to be like, as long as they'll speak English. <laughs> you've
1: got Google Translate. You've yes. got apps that will, will translate you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and also learning occasion. Mm. Pick up your GCSE Spanish. Yes. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very rudimentary Italian, my yes. guess. I think you know once you once you get there are some more off the beaten track um, adventures in the book. So looking at the Balkans, looking at um, sort of east more Eastern European countries. I think once you sort of start to get on those slightly more adventurous routes, it's probably good to have you know some some phrases to hand. Um, <laughs> where is the train
0: station? That always used to be the one in front in GCC. Yeah, where that's is, it. The, tra- where
1: oh, is yeah, the swimming yeah. pool? All <laughs> I, like I say in German is "Where is my hamster?" So. <laughs>
0: My husband, my husband knows something like "come on, cabbage head" or something like that, in general, which is great. Obviously, very happy. Yeah. So, what's your favorite then,
1: or like which ones did, have you actually been able to do? So, I've done a lots of them in bits and pieces. I really like the Italian ones. So, there's a, a lovely, really big loop all across up both sides of the coast um, in Italy, and then there's another, um, actually architectural led loop um between turin Milan, Verona, Venice and Florence. Mm. So if you're sort of interested in architecture and art mm. and history. Really mm. And it's not massive, so you can kind of you can do it pretty easily. Um, all of the routes are kind of themed, but obviously you can do the route and do not do the theme. Yes. You can kind of mix and match.
0: Yeah, because as you say, you've got a sort of you've got eating routes architecture routes, walking and hiking, romance, ski, cultural coastal off the beaten track, and then you've got a family fun one and an adventure. Um, and there's sort of several within each of those themes, aren't there?
1: Yeah, so it's three routes per theme, and actually, the, one of the family fun ones links together five or six different theme parks. Yes, I saw that one. I was like, I'm not showing my kids that. <laughs> they look really cool because uh, they're all really random and uh, you know undisnified. Yes, and yeah, very different. Um, so that looks that I think will be a lot of fun. Um, one of my favourite routes is actually the kind of the the Toulouse Bordeaux Saint Sebastian Bilbao because I'm a big foodie and okay yeah yeah we want to revisit this summer and just sort of potter around drinking nice wine and, <laughs> and
0: that's the advantage of the train you don't have to worry about all exactly, the, the train and
1: yeah. Uh, yeah get rid of the car there's some beautiful ones as well in the in, in Scandinavia which are more yeah you know, as I sort of explained less loopy and more. Hmm direction but if you want to kind of explore the Scandinavian countries again out of the out of like oslo stockholm right yeah, Canada, yeah, yeah then their trains are a fantastic way to do it because you're covering you are there you're covering quite long distances but it's kind of no effort and you mm. end up tiny tiny towns um you know heading up towards the arctic circle and and really remote but are fantastic for skiing and hiking and you know more you know stand up paddleboarding and kayaking and wow if being somewhere remote, you know you yeah. somewhere different then then they're um, they might not what be you think at first when you think of you know remote holiday but actually
0: yeah the
1: escapes the there are just beautiful. And
0: is that a route and um, did I make it up or is there a route that will take you to sort of northern lights type territory?
1: Yeah, there's a couple um, actually that will take you right up um, sort of very far north into Norway and then another one that sort of does the same in Sweden. Um, so, yeah, if you go at the right time of year, they'll, mm. they'll be in Northern Lights Territory and whether you, or in the summer, you know, you're looking at sort of 24 hours of daylight and, um, you know, extraordinary hiking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's another
0: one, isn't there, that tracks the the journey that the Orient Express would have taken?
1: Yes, yeah, so this, uh, this was... Uh, used to be a lot easier because you just get on it yeah <laughs> you to um now that is a very I think it runs once a year and it's thousands of pounds yeah of, I bet. you know super 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 spendy but you can recreate it um in, in fits and starts mm. right across um Europe so it is possible to get down to Istanbul um on the train yeah and that that is a big proper venture. I mean that's the longest one yeah
0: but it's amazing how just how far you can get, isn't it? I was just looking at the map at the front and, like, God, that's that's a that's a long way that you know you can you can kind of get to and you can cover. You as you said right at the beginning, you forget how big Europe is and how far you can go and that kind of thing.
1: And also, like, there's so much adventures we had in the middle. I think mm. we post or we, you know, it, it is the Med or it's it's Portugal or you know the the, mm. the Czech Republic, Austria. Um, you know Germany, Romania, all these amazing countries that that are you know, full of forests and lakes and, mm. and wildlife. We kind of skip over, mm. and actually, they're they're just ripe for adventures. Yeah.
0: So, is there one you would recommend for people like me who haven't done, you know, or certainly, and you know, since having kids, haven't done particularly any international travel? Probably going to be dragging two smallish people along with me um that's a nice dip your toe in the water isn't going to be too
1: stressful yeah so i think there's um there's a swiss don't one tell me go to bar I... <laughs> no, no i was going to say there's a really fantastic switzerland um loop which takes in a lot of the valleys and lakes in switzerland wow. as well as zurich and geneva um, and because it's all one country it's one easy pass and yeah, actually, yeah, yeah so the trains are so set up for families and kids um it's it's just super super easy and you've got everything from like the best chocolate shops in Zurich and like chocolate factories, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of theme parks and uh swimming in lakes and yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's so you know safe and, and friendly and everything. Mm. And that's a really like low, low stress option.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um like I I mean as soon as the book arrived I was like, oh because I think I've just so conditioned myself to the fact that we won't really travel, and then just to be able to think, wow, like actually we can, and and the only thing that's stopping me is my lameness and fearness of stepping out of my comfort zone in terms of languages and things like that. But as you said, that's so much easier now in terms of different apps and just get on the old Duolingo or whatever it is and I learn think, something I mean,
1: It's no, it's no different to getting on a plane and mm, going.
0: Yes, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: To these countries, and I know it can feel a bit more like what is something you know like your Oh, I forget on the I'm wrong day. Yeah, know, but, yeah, yeah. But it's it's it is an adventure, and I think you know I don't know about about you and and, and your sort of um network of people, but so many people I'm speaking to at the moment just want to get out of the UK. Right. It's yeah. 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 In the UK for the last couple of years, and you know the barriers are, you know, all the restrictions have pretty much gone, and I think a lot of people feel the need to go abroad. It mm. just just abroad. <laughs> just yeah, it doesn't matter where. abroad. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a really Good way to sort of scratch that itch without mm. having to go back to the short haul route that we we also got stuck on. So, any
0: any tips for uh, you've got a section in the book about traveling plastic free, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are the sort of main tips there?
1: Um, I think if you're doing a lot of train travel, then making sure you're you're really set up for sort of plastic free picnics. Um, train picnics are obviously um, the best thing yeah. um, so making sure you've got your own you know cutlery you've got your little lots of toughware, especially um, for family and kids like lots of toughware, lots, yeah. lots of snacks, snacks lots of snacks water bottles coffee cups yeah you know, once you've got your your setup you know I think I think you can kind of have your green halo shining because mm. so many of these countries are, are so forward-thinking in terms of like getting used to getting rid of single-use plastics and and using reusable. Mm. Cool um so I think that's a lot actually that's easier than airports yeah so that would just be my 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 main um thing and also just having a little um you know rucksack ready to go with all your essentials so like you know your toothbrushes and all that those kind of things so you've got you know you're you're not having to rummage in a big suitcase right something little like all your chargers and yes yeah 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 you know the everyday
0: that's a good idea because if you are doing more of a kind of keep moving type one you need that as you say you don't want to be sort of getting everything out of the suitcase every time to find your gym jams or your um
1: yeah just keeping your sort of essentials of I think close by and also not overpacking, um which we're all prone to do yes but you you know if you're sat on trains and getting out and having the odd adventure and things you don't need a huge amount of clothes and, and you know um all sorts of things so I think yeah just almost treating it a bit like you know you're going on a sort of posh hike.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and then just a final thought um because I know you've got your lovely dog when you you said you said about going um doing that trip um to Bilbao I think will you take her with you or will she stay here and can you take dogs on trains on the continent?
1: It depends on the trains. Most trains you can do um I wrote this book before all of the Brexit paperwork. Mm. Yeah. Taking animals to the It's a real context. headache now, I think, <laughs> from my vet friends. <laughs> um, you've got to get, you know, vet certificates both ends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we haven't done it yet since the paperwork mm, um, mm. all came in, but we're looking at doing it this summer. So oh, wow. I will get back to you. Will
0: you get her a little backpack? Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: Have you seen those little doggy
1: backpacks? <laughs> I mean, she's very much like, you can carry my stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we have a camper van and she's brilliant in the camper van and she loves going on trains and buses yeah. so i think she'd love it yeah it's just a paperwork and then and
0: then i guess it is that just additional um you know well will they take dogs at the hotel we want to go to or the you know wherever we stop and that sort of thing it's another layer of um
1: yeah sort of but, you know, of so you know so in the last couple of years so many more places take them mm. um, and and are accommodating to sort of well behaved sort of smaller dogs anyways yeah 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 but i do think um, he, you know, again, things are quite well set up for taking dogs. I mean, it's just, I think, it's just the Brexit paperwork that's yeah, actually okay, the most difficult yeah. bit. Yeah,
0: we've made it harder on ourselves. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so remind us of
1: the title of the book again. So it's called the Eco Conscious uh, Travel Guide. It looks like this. It's yeah. nice and square with lots of pictures. It is a beautiful, it's almost a coffee table book
0: just in itself, isn't it? To sort of flick through and um, that sort of thing. And people can get it anywhere
1: they can buy books? Anywhere they can buy books. Uh, so my favourite place is Bookshop or Hive. Um, obviously Waterstones. Support your local independent bookshop. Local independent bookshop. It's available in lots of independent bookshops. Um, it's obviously on the big place that we definitely... <laughs> You
0: need a hashtag for people to be able to tag you when they're off on their lovely um, train journeys and stuff, so that you can. Oh
1: yeah, that would be amazing. Well, you can tag me in um, at Pebble Magazine or at Georgina underscore WP, so they're my... Brilliant. I'll put those all in the show notes. But Yeah, love to see where people are heading off on the trains, and it might even be that you just, you know, it gives you inspiration. You only want to do a couple of the stops. You don't, you don't have to do the whole loop. Just, I think it shows you what's possible where what's out there yeah um, accessible.
0: and also I think that thing of um sharing on social media it's 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 lovely it'll be lovely for you to sort of see what you've you know the books inspired people to do but also the more we share with other people that we're we're doing this the more it makes other people think oh, oh I didn't know you could go there on the train and oh that actually looks really nice and wow they've got three kids and they've done that and oh maybe we could do that so it's part of that those those ripples that you talk about a lot don't you at Pebble
1: and, and I think that's why I was so keen for like a lot of the places in the book. Yes, there's you know, main cities, like capital cities, because obviously that's where a lot of the train like, oh. start and end from. But getting people out to secondary and tertiary cities because they're so beautiful and there's so much to explore there. And it's it's a more sustainable way of traveling oh. Um, and, and so where to spend your money. So I'd love to see where people end up
0: yeah yeah and see how many people we can encourage for it on a train adventure in it but I think that's the thing is it feels much more like an adventure doesn't it than than just yeah you'll know, we we need, but... we, we'll need a few adventures yeah so. brilliant oh thank you so much Jordina it's been wonderful and thank you for the book I'm super excited I saw
1: my oh, husband okay. just sort of go
0: because oh. <laughs> yeah. he knows I'll be like nagging at him now to um come up with various different itineraries and, oh, dad's husband. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah really lovely to chat to you i'll put all the details and stuff
1: in the in the show notes for people and um yeah we'll be bombarding you with photos of our adventures yeah i'd love to see um amazing and let me know and we will share this um everywhere and um, thank you so much for having me it's lovely to talk about it